1: You know, I'm a basketball player. I love playing basketball. That's my favorite thing to do, you know, so to, to feel like I'm a part of the team and feel like I'm a part of this, you know,
0: this energy that we have feels, feels great.
1: I wanted to give the first word of this episode to Kevin Durant, because that was really the story of tonight's game. The reason I drove back from Portland to be in the building for this one. Kevin returning to not only the, to the Warriors, but to the starting lineup, playing a team-high 31 minutes. And it's always challenging when dealing with kind of, well, what, did he, what was the guy doing on coming back from an injury? Because especially in a situation like this... I focus substantially more on elements outside of makes and misses and blocks and steals and everything like that. It's how do they look on the floor? And by and large, Durant, in terms of movement, looked good. It wasn't perfect. You know, it wasn't Ever, everything though starting off the game with the first offensive possession for the Warriors with a with a dunk after he blew past Alexia Jinsa not exactly the most out defender but an accomplishment nonetheless was certainly a good sign but you look at what you need a player like Durant to do and I like that both Durant and coach Steve Kerr talked about the idea of using defense and defensive rebounding as a calibrator. And it's often true that defense is better because a lot of what you're doing is reacting and you have to deal with the stimulus and the challenges that are in front of you, as opposed to being able to kind of do it at your own tempo, go within the team system and he looked genuinely he looked better than i expected considering everything else he was most certainly rusty and you see that more on the offensive end just in terms of not getting to his spots but you know being able to maximize what he could do with it when he got there. But that is a part of this process. I mean, these are highly tuned athletes, and while he has been doing, you know, one-on-one scrimmages and doing some teamwork, there are not many replacements for actually being in NBA games, and he still missed a bunch of time. So I was focused far more on the movement and reactions and everything like that. And, you know, he's not, it didn't seem all the way there, but the idea that I'd been kind of using as a baseline is bad. Going back to Rudy Gobert, Gobert sprained his MCL grade two. So Curry's was a less severe strain than what Durant had, but Gobert's was the same. From what I recall, his limitation lasted about two weeks. That first two weeks, he didn't look exactly right. But this looked further along than Gobert, and that's not surprising for a couple different reasons. One, the Warriors were holding up just fine without Durant, so they could afford to be more patient, and they weren't playing for as much. If you remember the Jazz, I think that was the the 2014-15, might have even been the 15-16 season. They were you know, trying to get a playoff berth, everything like that. The Warriors already knew what they were. Even if they had been falling off a little bit, they still would have been in in a place that they were comfortable. And Durant, you know, there was that stuff about, you know, maybe he could have been able to play earlier. And I don't think he's, you know, 100% or anything crazy like that yet, but he's further along than I expected physically. And the rust will probably wear off. And that's the other, the rust part is actually the bigger benefit of being able to play this game and then Monday against the Jazz and Wednesday against the Lakers is that could probably work the rest off, or the rust off in a more forgiving, more managed setting than it would be otherwise, and there certainly will be elements that you just can't replicate in a regular season game that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot to the Warriors. The game against Utah will certainly mean a lot to them, depending on how everything goes between now and then, but it looks like it's going to matter a lot to Utah. They're still gunning for home court advantage against the Clippers, and the winner of that series will face the winner of the Warriors-Blazers, it looks like. The Blazers are on the precipice of clinching their own playoff berth. So, this game really was about Kevin Durant and how he looked. And and yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I would say that, that he looked about right. You know that that making cuts, making movements, tracking tracking guys on the perimeter, but it wasn't the explosive best. But some of that also is. You know, there's the physical component and the mental component. And I'm sure that when you miss as much time as he did, there's a part of you that's a little bit tentative just naturally. And so we'll see how that adjusts over the next couple games. And then so so the kind of I would if I were advising people, take a snapshot of what he looked like tonight, what you saw, especially on the defensive end. Then take a snapshot when. Wednesday against the Lakers, and then presumably, I think it's going to be Saturday, and it's not announced or anything, but my guess is it's going to be Saturday against the Blazers, and to see really where he is along that process, and to see what what gets ironed out, what is, is still being adjusted to, where he is, but I was a little bit surprised by that. And a little bit surprised that Coach Kerr was not bluffing at all with the idea that he wasn't on a minutes restriction, that Durant was, you know, that he was going to play a significant amount. I thought this was going to be more actually like the game that Draymond Green Put out there where Green only played 21 minutes and, you know, kept it manageable. The Warriors still won the game easily. I can't believe I went this long without saying the score. 123 101 against a heavily depleted New Orleans Pelicans team. Both Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins sat out due to. Injury listings: Cousins is is still hurt. He missed the game. Their game yesterday. They were on a back to back. Davis played yesterday. He was out due to knee soreness. So this was something awfully close to a skeleton crew. Former Warrior Jordan Crawford played twenty nine thirty nine in this game. So that's a pretty good calibrator of where exactly the the Pelicans were on this night. And you know the game was reasonably close at halftime and then the warriors took control with that really big 39 22 third quarter when you know the starters put on a big run and then when they when they pulled the starters the second unit actually did a, a pretty well not even second unit but the group that was out there did a pretty good job so a lot of different things to to kind of think about in a weird game in a game that didn't have that much import other than Durant but I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Sea Geek is my personal way of both buying and selling tickets because it's, Something that you don't usually think about when you're when you're thinking about where to sell tickets, I've done this because it used to be my job, is that you want to sell tickets in the place where people are buying and where people are buying and where they should be, is on SeatGeek because SeatGeek is an aggregator, so that means that you, they take information from a lot of other ticket sites and bring it to one so that you don't have to go searching everywhere else. So along those convenient lines, convenience lines, they also do a deal score, and what deal score is trying to do, and it does an amazing job of it, it actually frustrates me somewhat because part of my job was, you know, when I was in the ticket business was kind of doing the equivalent of deal score, both for tickets we were selling and then sometimes we would be buying too, is it combines the seat quality and the ticket price. So it's another way you could think about it as a way of, you know, helping you out, but you can also think of it as a way of saving you time. So, you can look at the best stuff and you can the best combination of sea quality and 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 price and say you know within a grouping of five, you know maybe one's more in your price range, maybe you prefer a certain section instead of having to go through you know hundreds of listings, you can start there and use that as a very good source and i've used it more heavily the more that i've more that i've used Sea because I trust it and i I trust myself a lot, and so that's really impressive also what's cool with Sea geek is you can Try it out for yourself. It's the free SeatGeek app, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. And then under the settings tab, there's enter a promo code. The promo code is L-O-Warriors for locked on warriors. Again, that's L-O-Warriors. And the reason you use that is one, it tells them you came from us, which I really do appreciate. But two, it saves you money because the first time you use SeatGeek and you've used the promo code, they will just give you... $20 back on your first purchase, $20 rebate, which is great. So you get to go to whatever you were going to do, concert, sports, Warriors playoff game, maybe one of the last two regular season games or anything else. There are numerous other sporting events or concerts or theater in the Bay Area and you just get $20. So you're going to get a a good value on your tickets. You're going to use deal score, use the aggregation, and then you tell them you came from us and you get $20. So again, that's SeatGeek and the LO Warriors promo code. Getting back to the game itself, there isn't a ton that you want to take away beyond the whole Durant thing from this game. Klay Thompson was inconsistent offensively. I thought he played a solid defensive game, actually. Not amazing, but he did a good job. And also, Sean Livingston played in the starting lineup. And again, while a lot of that has been justifiably attributed to playing with Stephen Curry. He again looked more comfortable playing in starter heavy units than he has in those kind of second units to start the second and fourth quarter. He scored 14 points, seven to 10 from the field. He still hasn't, this is an amazing stat to me, he still has not made a three-pointer at Oracle, not only as a warrior, but ever in his NBA career. And, you know, it happens, but it's... I mean, he made one on the road trip, or not the road trip, the road game, in that weird alley oop play to JaVale McGee. And that ties in because JaVale played. in this game and scored 16 points. He provided a nice offensive boost. I mean, those last couple minutes when it was that crazy lineup, I mean, of Zaza, JaVale McGee, and James Michael McAdoo, just because guard, you know, Steph Curry sat out and it kind of garbled the guard rotation, you know, that sort of thing happens. And also Matt Barnes was dealing with a, I believe that what they're using right now is a sprained foot. So they had to go with this big heavy lineup because that's just all the guys that they had available. And, you know that if you throw out those minutes, I thought McGee in particular—he, you know, he he was active out there—and without Cousins and. Anthony Davis, New Orleans couldn't really take advantage of that. Modi Yunus had a couple of good moments just because he can stretch the floor, and that's something JaVale always struggles with. But I think McGee deserves a lot of credit for playing within himself more in this game than he has recently. I thought that was a a surprising and nice element from him. Didn't goaltend much, didn't foul much. He just kind of stayed there, affected some shots. And that's even more valuable against a weaker opponent, and this is something I talk about in terms of the Warriors' turnover sometimes, but it's also true in terms of fouls and goaltending, in McGee's case or really anybody's, is that it goes in the line of giving your opponent opportunities that they didn't earn themselves. So if you turn the ball over, if you goaltend a shot that probably wasn't going to go in, you're just giving them an out. You're making life easier on them. And the more McGee kind of tones that down, as long as he can do it while still affecting shots and everything else, the not only is he going to help the team more, but he's probably going to play more minutes. And I thought West, David West was fine in this game. He, he did a good enough job. They're I still think that he's their best option at center other than Draymond for most of the playoffs. There's not much that's going to change that for me, but they're using him in this kind of specific role. And I'm not going to begrudge coach Kerr for that, especially not right now. And like with almost everything that's going on with this team, I'm intrigued to see where it goes When the games really start counting, and it looks now like it's going to be Portland in the first round. Portland has certain strengths and weaknesses. They have great pick and roll guards, both CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, who Lillard scored 59 career high, franchise high for Portland in their home win tonight against Utah. That's a problem for Zaza Pachulia because Pachulia is not great at defending high pick and roll. David West is probably better with that. The best option the Warriors have there is Draymond Green at center. So. All those things are going to run together and create a challenge for Coach Kerr and the coaching staff, but that's what the playoffs are all about. So there are a lot of things that they can try to do during this stretch of two games to to test things out. I don't think they need to give too many minutes to Draymond at center. Kerr also made a little bit of news. I kind of garbled a question, which is why it's, it's not included in here, but basically what I was getting at was the idea of... The Warriors doing something a little bit different in this game. So in prior years, Coach Kerr has talked about how sometimes it's hard to play to play a starter limited minutes, and it can be easier to hold them out. In this game, Curry didn't play, and Clay was closer to normal with 27, 26. That's you know about right for a game that was a blowout for the, whole, the entire fourth quarter. Draymond Green only played 21 minutes. And so basically what I was asking him was about whether we were going to see that more. And what he said was, yes, he said that we should expect to see that more. And also that Clay Thompson might sit against the Jazz on Monday, which is certainly news to the Jazz. I'm sure that they are, they would be happy with that considering, as I said, they're still trying to get the four seed, which would mean home court over the Clippers in that first round series. And then he, it sounds like everyone's going to play against the Lakers, which is actually good news for the Lakers because they should be, other than the three game winning streak right now, they should be trying to keep their pick. So the Warriors will probably just do the kind of the the now standard thing. It's actually similar to what happened to Memphis last year, except that was 73 of play the starters long enough to secure the win and then figure it out from there. So again, not a ton of massive takeaways from this game other than Durant looking more like himself than at least I expected. And the team getting a win that they should get, even though there are no stakes at this point. The New Orleans Pelicans team that was out there was clearly inferior. The Warriors had home court advantage. They had enough rest. It wasn't really, they had plenty of rest. It wasn't really a problem there. And they did fine. You know, the, I thought the first half was a little bit shaky, but certainly tolerable at, at the bare minimum. They got some big shots from Andre Guadalla and other guys, and then they Pulled it off in the third quarter, like they've done so many times this year. And then they held on for the fourth quarter with garbage time. And they, you know, they, had, it was pretty flat in that point it was 33-30 in the fourth quarter. And considering the intriguing lineups that they put out there largely due to necessity, they, that's fine. You know, doesn't really matter as long as you don't get it, get it too close. So a couple of things to watch heading into Monday's game against the Utah Jazz. One is Durant, obviously. And if Curry plays the interplay between those two, how you know what can we tell from the offense and all that? And then still waiting to get some news more firm on Matt Barnes, the, it sounds like it's not that bad. and you never really, you know, with something like that, you want to kind of see how it is the next day. But the Warriors aren't doing any media availability on Sunday. They're taking the day off with practice, which is no surprise considering they have game two more games and the playoffs and everything else. So we probably won't know anything more until Monday, see how it is after two nights. And I would guess they'll be cautious with him too. Maybe he'll play a little bit of a revenge game against the Lakers on Wednesday if he's ready to go then. Otherwise, you know, maybe in the playoffs. And then that's another question in terms of the playoff rotation. So we'll have to see all of that moving forward and everything else. So that's enough for now. Especially considering it's a Saturday night, but I didn't do a Friday one, so I'm considering this kind of the hybrid for both of those. I'm gonna to try to have something out tomorrow. If I can figure out exactly what angle to do, I have a couple of different things I'd like to cover at some point in the near future. So I might do one of those, might do something a little different. If you have any feedback on the show, good, bad, or indifferent, DannyLaroux NBA at gmail.com at DanyLarue on Twitter. If you take the time to write it, I will take the time to read it. I do not promise I will respond, but I do promise that I will read it because that's only fair. And if you want to support the show, there are a lot of great ways you can do it. You can subscribe, you can download every episode. Strangely important, but still very good. And whatever podcast player makes you happy. And along those same lines, leave a rating, leave a review. It's a way of telling other people to check it out. And you can use word of mouth as well. And then you can also check out SeatGeek, my personal go-to for buying and selling tickets. If you uh, download the app, S E A T G E E K, use the promo code L O Warriors for Locked On Warriors. L O Warriors gets you twenty dollar a twenty dollar rebate on your first purchase, so you get to check it out and you get it for twenty three bucks. Pretty awesome and. As I said, not exactly sure when when we'll be back or what we'll talk about, but I'm guessing I'm going to do something Sunday night. And I will also, for those of you who are interested in my other content, there will be a new Dunked On on Sunday night, Monday morning, and there will be a Real Jam Radio probably around the same time with Sam Vecini. I recorded it before I left for Oracle today. So that is all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Take
0: care and make it a great day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks.